When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Kate. This week's episodes are all answers to questions that listeners have sent in. There are some really juicy topics in there, from how to stop feeling so busy that you don't even have time for your life, to whether it's okay to focus on yourself more, and how to get out of your own way and start making some progress. I hope they help. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer, record a voice memo on your phone and then email it to me at kate at katehanley.com. And I'll answer it in an upcoming episode in the next few weeks. That's kate at katehanley.com. And now here's the show. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you wanna be. My mission, to help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. I'm talking about decluttering your life this week just weeding out some of the things that are taking up space and not necessarily giving you anything in return or not giving you enough in return. I was talking with a friend the other day who was very excited to have given her bathroom a good cleaning. And it made me think about how it ought to be true that once you clean something, it stays clean. Like the refrigerator. Doesn't it seem like it ought to stay nice and cleaned out with no moldy food and no blobs of ketchup or soy sauce stuck to the shelves? for at least three or six months after you clean it. Sadly, bathrooms don't work that way, refrigerators don't work that way, and neither do lives. Habits creep in, obligations can pile up, and maybe just a general sense of malaise sprouts up like mushrooms after a few rainy days. And what do you know? It's time to declutter your life. That's the theme that's operating in the background of a listener question that I'm answering today. This comes from Kristen, who writes, Lately, I've been thinking about all I have to do as I lie in bed at night, and although I do manage to fall asleep, as soon as I wake up, I already feel behind. I want to have more time to connect with friends, or putter around in the garden, or go to the beach, or just read a book, but I'm not sure how to get off this hamster wheel. How can I stop feeling so damn busy all the time? Kristen, thank you for writing in. I think an awful lot of us can relate to this question. I know I definitely can. Before I dive into what to do, I want to just acknowledge a few things. First, our society is set up around productivity and we have few social safety nets. So that means we have to wear a lot of hats. That means we all have an awful lot on our plates. And in a capitalist society, we really internalize this feeling that if we're not producing all the time, we're not providing value. I just want to acknowledge these bigger forces at play that have a lot to do with how busy we all feel. 
And now, Kristen, if you really want to start to unspool the big wad of busyness that's taken up residence in your life, you've got to consider some of the stories you've told yourself. Otherwise, no amount of life decluttering is going to be long-lived because you'll just fill your schedule right back up. Here's an example of what I mean by stories you might be telling yourself. Maybe it's that it's not nice to say no to things, or that if someone asks you to do something, you should be grateful and say yes. Or it could be that you have a belief that you're the only one who can do a good job at all of these things. I'm going to talk about delegating in the very next episode, so come back on Wednesday if that one resonates with you. Here's another common story. A fear of not having enough money that gets you to say yes to work that keeps you trapped in a loop of not having enough time or bandwidth to figure out a better way to earn a living. Or maybe there's a story in your life around not being able to rely on anyone else, and so absolutely everything falls on you. Here's one of my stories. It's that I thrive on variety and deadlines, and if I weren't too busy, I might never get anything done. I really used to identify with always having a lot of things cooking, multiple work projects, household projects, volunteer projects, etc. I told myself that I really thrived on variety, and I do still like variety, but I don't know if it's the Reiki training that I took two weekends ago that really helped me relax and be still, or the fact that I have been consistently overbooking myself with work and volunteer stuff for years now, or that my kids are getting older and I just have a little more time and bandwidth to examine my own life. But what I know is that I am so over having too many things to do. I used to have the words plate spinner in my Instagram profile. Why did I put those in my Instagram profile? I don't know, but you know what? I went and took them out today and that felt good. No matter what your story is, I'm sure it's very understandable and a very human stance to take. I'm not pointing these stories out so that you can beat yourself up or blame yourself for your busyness woes. I'm just pointing them out so that you can see what thought patterns might be contributing to the current over fullness of your life. So think about what stories might be contributing to your busyness, Kristen. I've got an exercise to help you drill down on this and a way to start to get some clarity on all the things that you're doing and thus helping you be better able to identify what you could do less of or stop doing altogether. But I got to take a break. So stick around. Welcome back. Okay, first, let's really figure out what story is behind your busyness. You're going to need a piece of paper and a pen for this one. To drill down on this, ask yourself, why am I so busy? And then write your answer down. And then ask, why is that answer true? And write that answer down. And then ask again, why is that answer true? And again, write your answer down. I find it takes asking yourself why at least three times, and maybe as many as five or six times, for the real root reason to make itself clear. But it's always there. And then, from a more practical perspective, in order to declutter some things from your schedule, it's really, really helpful to know what's clogging it up in the first place. How you do that is to track how you spend your time for a week, or better yet, two weeks. And not just what you do, you also want to track how each of those activities makes you feel. That way, you can objectively see where your efforts, energy, and time is going. A former guest on this podcast Cassie Holmes, 
is a professor at the UCLA Business School, and she teaches one of those really popular courses on how to be happier. Cassie wrote a book called Happier Hour, and she offers a great time tracking sheet on her website that helps you not only record what you do, but also how it makes you feel. You can find that time tracking sheet at CassieMHolmes.com and then click on Time Crafting. I'll also include a link in the show notes here in the podcast app. Really, while we all have obligations that we must fulfill and that often require more time than we wish they did, we do also have a lot of influence over what we do when we're not meeting our obligations, as well as a lot of opportunities for infusing those obligations with things that help us feel calmer, happier, and more joyful. But taking advantage of these opportunities isn't likely to happen on its own. It's going to take a little thoughtfulness and curiosity on your part and a willingness to see what's truly going on so that you can address the root of the problem and not just the symptoms. Also, once you've figured out some things you're spending time on that are not sparking joy, you can delegate them, which I'm breaking down the secrets of how to do successfully on Wednesday's episode. So come on back. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 